Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. So it is April Fool's Day, and so with that, we are not pulling any pranks today. If we, uh, if we were, then we certainly wouldn't be saying it's April Fool's until, what is it, like 11 a.m.? Or there's some cutoff or something, isn't there, with April I, Fool's? I think they say you're supposed to get it over with in the morning. If you're still yeah. still doing April Fool's stuff, like, you know, late afternoon, mm. then uh, you're a jerk. you've missed the boat. Yeah, <laughs> And really and truly, with all that's going on right now, you know, I don't think anyone's in the mood to be joking. No, you'd get a you'd get a punch in the face <laughs> or have a prank pulled on them. Now, yeah, yeah, that's right. Now there have been things that have happened in the past that people thought on April Fools were a joke, but turns out to be true. Okay, for example, on April first, nineteen eighty four, Marvin Gaye was shot and killed by his father. Yeah, and it was so shocking at the time, so unfortunate. Even Marvin's best friend Smokey Robinson thought it was a sick prank by a DJ. Wow. On April 1st, 1985, David Lee Roth bailed on Van Halen, and people thought that was a joke because at that point they were one of the biggest bands in the world. Uh-huh. So why would he, uh, would he leave? But he did. On March 31st of 1995, Selena was killed. Wow, huge and, start. Yeah, yeah, and many... Uh, Many of her fans again thought that was a sick joke. Yeah, always a tough one when your when your practical joke is someone died. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you should ever go that route. It's, it's a it's a bit dark. You know, it's funny. We had uh, one listener uh, thank us for not doing any practical jokes today, and I said, "No, it's our it's our pleasure." Plus, the lazy side of me is happy. <laughs> didn't have to, we didn't have to dream something up. It's funny. We always complain about having to do them because mm. most times, you know, we've had uh, some message come down from upon high yeah. saying, hey, you guys really should come up with some practical joke to do and uh, and have fun with it and keep it going. And we've gone all out on a couple of occasions. Yeah, we even, yeah, we worked hard on that Markham Panthers thing. Yeah. Remember that? We had the uh, Don Cherry impersonations. We had uh, logos and stuff. Like yeah. The production we done. Really, we really cared about yeah. that. Well, we were early on. Yeah. We, were, <laughs> we needed the gig. We had to impress. Well, I, I always thought our uh, each lane of the 401 was going to be a different toll. Right, So if yes. you wanted to drive the outside lane, it was two bucks or yeah. something we came up with. And, oh, and was it the Don Valley... Uh, 30 minutes are free. That yeah. you, you get your money back if it took you longer than 30 minutes to get in. Yeah, we, you know, we really put some effort into that uh-huh. stuff. Well, and they are fun when they go over well. Yeah. Right? When you get people you know, screaming at you. Yeah. Oh, I think this time they would. And finally, I thought this was great. On April 1st, 2004, Google announced an invitation-only beta version of something new called Gmail. (laughs) Now, at the time, it seemed like a fantasy. Gmail offered one gig of space. And back in 2004, with Hotmail and Yahoo, they were only offering two or four megabytes. So a 1,000 megabytes seemed like out of this world. Absolutely. But they did it, and it wasn't a joke. And now, of course, it's so easy to send big files and all sorts of stuff. Whereas back then, if you tried to attach like a like a postage stamp, it was too much. <laughs> who's, who's attaching a postage stamp to I, an email? I, I right? Come I, on. I needed something quickly. <laughs> I want, well, and that's where your brain went? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of something small. I could have said your penis. Right. <laughs> You know, people say that when this pandemic ends, they're going to throw the biggest party uh, ever. And uh, I'm sure with Easter weekend uh, and now us going into another lockdown, that's going to uh, 
make people pine for that even more as uh, so many of us, I guess, we're probably hoping that we could have an Easter again uh, this year as we missed it last year. And it looks like we're going to get uh, hooped on it again this year. It feels like a bit of, bit of a punch in the gut that we got to lock her down on the Easter weekend. But mm. we got to do what we got to do. I mean, look, at the end of the day, you know, it's Easter and there will be more. Just got to get through this. I, you know who I do feel bad for? I'll tell you who I feel bad for. Our Lord and Savior. Because the resurrection... I, I need to get away from the window when well, you no, get into these That's conversations. Okay. So you believe. So you can back up. <laughs> I don't know. You believe I, in the, the guy I in the sky. I'm just worried. Okay, well, back up. Because I'm going to get into it. So for how long has he been gone now? Uh, a long time. Right. He's been... But every... You know, there's always a chance. Every year, that resurrection. And I couldn't imagine the poor bugger, the sandals, walks this far in just the the, the, the shawl. Gets here and we won't let him in because everything's locked down. Can't get, can't get in a church. He's knocking at the front door. Oh, is no that, one's answering a front door is that, now. Is that Jesus out there? I've brought bread and wine. Get away! Get away! <laughs> Not my bubble. Can't that's do right, it. That's right. Can't. <laughs> oh, poor Jesus. Well, I, hopefully he doesn't pick this Sunday to come back. Right. That's all I'm saying. If somebody, if somebody spots him, you know, somewhere. Send them back. If there, if there is an apocalypse, this would be the year, you would think. <laughs> now, of course, here at The Rock, we've got, uh, we've launched uh, Easter Saturday. Right. We, we know that we would uh, drink wine, because he would. We know that we would break bread, because he would. We know that we'll watch the truths, because he would. Sure. I think Jesus would have liked the truths. Well, he, I guess in some senses he created them, right? He did. <laughs> He'd sing along to poor old broken-hearted me. He's the producer. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, if you were hoping on a resurrection and a, and a big show on Sunday, I don't think you're getting it. You're not getting much of anything. Hey, maybe you'll get some candy. Right. There'll be some chocolate. Just, I mean, uh, let's listen, just is the bunny sit. allowed in? Are we allowed? Well, we're allowed pets. Pets are fine. So right, yeah. Bunny can come and see He's you. a pandemic pet, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't really see him either. No, you never see him. Right. I mean, you don't have to disinfect because you don't know where he's been in your house and what he's touched. Yeah. And he's going around other people's houses, but... Well, we let Santa in, right? Yeah, that's and that's true. a dude. Well, this is just a bunny. We can just sit in our own filth. Yep. And, uh, and unwrap chocolates and eat them. Yep. That's what it's going to be. And it should be. And don't, don't, don't start with the I don't care and we're getting together. You're not stopping me. If you do that, you're a big old jerk. You know, we're all trying to get through this. So just uh, stay home for crying out loud. Probably the people you want to get together with don't want to see you anyhow. <laughs> So uh, Coop had his second day at uh, doggy daycare or yep. kennel school or doggy yeah, obedience this is, training. Uh, this is just doggy daycare. We haven't started the obedience training yet. Oh, really? Not so the, what do they do? Not doggy... the official obedience training. So what is he doing at doggy daycare? Just hanging with other get dogs? Get lay of the land. Well, get him into their, into the obedience. What, what the hell does he need lay of the land for? Well, no, because you got to say that's like a school. you got to go and do uh, that with them, right? I think this place could should be called Milk the Owner School. <laughs> I think everything to do with pets is Milk the Owner School. <laughs> now a dog needs to come in for months and get the lay of the land. Oh, for crying well, out loud. Well, you have it. It's a legit, to sit. <laughs> a legit problem through most of this is that you can't really get together, right? And right. Get them around other people and around other dogs. And right. So, you know, we pass German shepherds and he's like attacking them as, mm. if, as if he's going to do something. He's like the Thai Domi of dogs. <laughs> I think he might, I mean, unless they can get that out of him. But I think that's just, isn't that part of the nature of small dogs? They I, all seem to be that way. Well, I, I, no, I think part of it is puppy, right? Like they're right. just, you know, they haven't learned yet. Right. And they're just a little overly active and hyper.
So what does he do in doggy daycare then if he's not getting any training? Just hanging out and having darts with his buddies? Pretty much, yeah. Well, I don't know if they're having darts, but... You're, you're paying $300 a, a day <laughs> for this this getaway? Just, yeah, he's, it's like the spa. Yeah, he's, out, he's getting his nails done and <laughs> getting his teeth uh, cleaned. And... Right. Wow. Uh-huh. So who roped you into this? <laughs> Need you ask. <laughs> I found a place. It's a doggy daycare. It's really great. He goes, he eats, he plays, he has right. fun. Everything he does at home, but we just pay $500 for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. I thought when you started this thing, it was the beginning of, like, his training. Well, it is. It is. Well, he's got to get accustomed to it first, yeah. and then we can go in and train him. So he gets spoiled at home, I, and, and then goes to a clinic to get spoiled more. I don't mind it, to be honest, because <laughs> we are getting close to doing the training, and I think I'm the one who's going with him. All right. And I know that if he gets in there and he's just wild and I can't control him, I'm either going to grab him by the neck, uh, which I don't think is no, you know, probably not part of there, the or I'm just going to back right out and leave. You'll right? treat him like you treated the kids when you took him to a grocery <laughs> store when they were like, <laughs> you sit down. I'm trying you no treat. He doesn't listen to that. The kids can at least understand that. He doesn't. So maybe if he can meet a few dogs and settle down before I get in there and get embarrassed. Now, how quickly will you snap, though, if you go to all these training, you do all this stuff with him, you train, you learn, you figure things out and how to get him to cooperate and get along and do the stuff he's supposed to do, and you get him home, and the kids and Adrian just go right back to tossing treats in the air. (laughs) (laughs) It already happens. Do not feed him from the table. (laughs) They'll never listen. I know. They'll never Never listen. Which and, one, and the I, dog or the kids? All, all of them. them. All of them. And I, we were just as guilty as dog owners until the vet finally said, you're killing this thing. <laughs> just because you can eat a quarter chicken and fries doesn't mean he can. There really is such a thing as being too popular. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, not just a lie. Uh, you had to tell yourself in seventh grade. Okay. A uh, behavioral, 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 yeah, that's a tough word. I'm not saying that one again. All right. A a doctor just shared some new research. (laughs) I have to say doctor all the time. A doctor uh, just shared some new research into how many friends we all actually need. Okay. And he says, we definitely need some, but we don't have the emotional capacity or energy to handle too many. Right. Uh, Here are the exact number you need. According to what he found, you need five best friends. That's someone who'd like give you a kidney best friend. Okay. I, best got, friends? I've got like one, and even then, I don't think I want his kidney. <laughs> like, there's, I don't have five like that close best friends that right. would give you a kidney best friend. Okay. You? You got five of those? Uh, you're close. Yeah, I think so. Like a wolf pack kind of thing. You know what I think it might be, too? Like, you have stayed stationary. Yes. You and your friends, I guess, for the most part, have not left this part. Some of them moved along, but haven't lost touch, right. really. Yeah, I gave up. Right. Of course, I probably didn't have a lot of friends even in high school. <laughs> well, uh, and, and tougher for you, too, because when you finished high school, there wasn't the internet age either, that's true. right? No, that's true. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> it wasn't even a cell phone age. No, there was nothing. You left high school, and everybody just went their way, and you never spoke right. again. And and the phone number that you knew for them mm. was their parents' number if they stayed there, that's right? right? Like yeah. that's 
you know, now yeah. you're just you know, one on a contact list. And most parents were dead by 55 or 60, so <laughs> that was the end of that. Uh, you need 12 to 15 supportive friends. These are people who'd really be upset if you died. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I got a lot of family. Well, in-laws, I don't have a lot of family on my side. I, I think they would be upset if I died. Right. Does family count in there? They're I don't think so. These are friends. These are friends. I don't... Would you be upset if I died? Yeah, I think you can count me in there. <laughs> right. I'd be mildly disappointed. <laughs> It'd be the kind of thing where you'd be over it by Monday. Well, no, I wouldn't be over it by Monday. I'd be more pissed off because I'm like, well, now what am I going to do at work? <laughs> Who am I getting Who stuck with? Who am I going to stick me with yeah, now? Right. Do I have to move over to his yeah. chair yeah. and do all of that side of stuff? Because that's a real learning curve. And damn you, Craig. Yeah, it wouldn't be old. Oh. Stay off the pints for a bit. Poor Maria, poor Daniel. And Daniel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel bad me? for them. I wouldn't even know she were gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be calling Adrian going, ah, he's late. Right. No, he's dead. Well, I'd have to get the call from Dougie. He'd probably come pick me up to go to your funeral. But <laughs> You need 50 good friends. Those are people you'd invite to a big birthday party, but maybe not a small 50. dinner. Yeah, 50. I don't know. Wow. Like, do you have 50 people you'd invite to a party? I don't think so. No, not a chance I know 50 people I'd invite to a party. Right. And how many of them would actually show? Like, 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 I'm assuming if it's a good friend, yeah. then when you invite them to something, they're coming. Here's what I think I know of age and, and just moving on through life. Friend, friends start to fall by the wayside and you end up spending more time just with family. Like any parties I attend and, and it's only been family in the last couple of decades. Hmm. I, maybe since Maria and I have been together, like when, when there's a gathering, a, a party, it's usually, yeah, like nephews and nieces well, and brother-in-law and sister-in-law. You've got the Italian thing going on, and that's a lot different. Yeah, there's, Those families are really tight. They're tight. Yeah, too tight. <laughs> Choking, chokingly tight. <laughs> I, can't, I can't breathe. They're tight like anaconda boa constrictor type tight. Yeah. yeah. Every time I get around that, those people, I'm just pulling up my collar. <laughs> so tight. Um... You need 150 regular friends. Those are people you'd be happy to see at a wedding or reunions, but don't keep in touch with all the time. I, again, I mean, on Facebook, I, I've got, you know, thousands of Facebook friends, but yeah, those, I'm lucky if I could pick 100 out of them. Well, I mean, well, that's where it's kind of, they're Facebook acquaintances. Right. Right. And uh, it's funny when you get to social media and things like that because people, hey, we're friends on Facebook. Mm. I didn't, I don't know. <laughs> I know. You know, there's, there's a lot of times I add people. Base, I based basically add people purely on whether or not we have enough mutual friends. That's what I do too. Yeah. Right. Like because I may not know them, but if enough people that I know know them, then I guess I should probably know them. I've noticed recently on Facebook, I've got a lot of rather large-breasted women who want to be my friend. <laughs> I don't know why that is, but I decline them all. Sure you do. <laughs> After you thoroughly investigate their profile. I'm stupid, but I'm not that stupid. He says, uh, this doctor goes on, these are the exact numbers of people, friends, just friends, not family, friends and acquaintances you need in your life. He says, the best number of people for a dinner party is six. Okay. The best number for a vacation is eight. And the best number for a book club is 10. Who's doing book clubs anymore? I really? Don't, I don't know. Do it online. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I guess. 
Six for a dinner party? It seems about right. You'd have a good but, conversation with six around a table. Well, so hang on. Is that six friends or is that like, you know, friends and spouses? I guess it would be friends and spouses. So three friends and their spouses, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't say. He doesn't break that down. I just feel bad about not having, I don't know, five people who'd give me their kidney. I, I don't know if I'd. <laughs> then again, I don't know that I'd give anybody my kidney. <laughs> so there have been movies, uh, iconic movies, films that we've loved forever. And you just, you could not imagine somebody else playing the lead or a certain character within the movie. But there's been lots of times when that almost didn't happen. And so uh, BuzzFeed put together a, an interesting list of uh, actors who are now so iconic, you couldn't imagine anyone else handling it. An example of that would be Lady Gaga and A Star is Born. Because Bradley Cooper wanted Gaga the whole time, but the studio didn't. Oh, She didn't really have any acting experience, I don't think. Outside of maybe doing videos. Of course, she played the part and did very well and ended up getting an Oscar nomination for that. Aaron Paul, so important to Breaking Bad. And the show's creator, Vince Gilligan, wanted Aaron, but no one else liked him at first. I wonder if Brian Cranston wasn't even hot on the idea. Anyhow, he ended up winning three Emmys in that role. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence in Winter's Bone, the producer. That just makes me people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're so 12. I, I think I saw a, a similar film, but just Jennifer Lawrence wasn't in it. No. The producers were worried Jennifer was too pretty for the role, but they relented because, uh, well, Hollywood, you know, the way they are. And she scored an Oscar nom for that role. Uh, Patrick Swayze in Ghost. Imagine Ghost without Patrick Swayze. Right. Or any of them. You know, him, Demi Moore, Whoopi Goldberg. The directors wanted Harrison Ford. Patrick fought for it because he loved the script. Yeah. Really? Wouldn't Harrison Ford looked too old to be with Demi Moore? You would think so, but boy, he had a great string. He had a Mm. really good run, right? Yeah, yeah, he certainly did. Well, and don't forget, he took over uh, that Jack Ryan series, too, the Tom Clancy movies. From Alec uh, Baldwin. From Alec Baldwin, right? Yeah, if you read Alec Baldwin's book, he hates Harrison Ford. Like, they've never gotten along. Really? It's great. You know, the thing about Alec Baldwin... As he says it as it is, he doesn't care. Even if you disagree with him, like his defense still of Woody Allen is is unbelievable. You watch that documentary of uh, Pharaoh vs. Allen on HBO. Whew. Makes you feel guilty to ever even think of watching a Woody Allen movie again. Right. Well, it's funny because, you know, Harrison Ford, um, you think of him and you think Han Solo right away. Mm. Al Pacino turned down that role, apparently. Oh, really? <laughs> he said it, well, it was too out there for him. Right. I don't know if he turned it down, but he said he just... He he couldn't be bothered with it. Yeah, yeah. I guess when I with Indiana with Harrison Ford, I think the first character I always think of is is Indiana Jones. Right. I think. Yeah. Well, you're not a Star Wars no. person, though. No. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Pacino said he was offered the huh. role. Yeah. There's been a lot of those characters, right? There's a lot of those actors who have offered things and turned it down, and you wonder later on. You know, like the great story of Tom Selleck turning down Indiana Jones. Actually, he yeah. didn't even turn it down. He just couldn't do it because he was committed to a Magnum P.I. Right. Well, oh. yeah. And uh, uh, Travolta said he turned down Forrest Gump. Really? Yeah. But he was doing Pulp Fiction at the mm. time. Uh, now, speaking of ghosts, Whoopi Goldberg, the directors wanted Tina Turner. Because she would have been probably just oh. coming off of Mad Max and Thunderdome. Right. Was that around the same time? Maybe. That was a little earlier, I think. Anyhow, Patrick fought for Whoopi, and she ended up winning the Oscar for that. 
Marlon Brando in The Godfather. Francis Ford Coppola had to beg the studio to give Marlon a screen test. Really? Yeah, his career would have been pretty much done by then. <laughs> so he gets the screen test, and in the middle of it, he takes a phone call. But he takes a call in character, and that has supposedly helped him get the part. <laughs> and that wouldn't have been a cell phone at that point. No, either. no. Someone would have had to track him down to make that call. And he had to waddle over. Uh, Kate Winslet in the Titanic. Uh, originally, they didn't want Kate, the uh, producers. Uh, Claire Dings and Gwyneth Paltrow. Were they up for that? We're up for that. Yeah. She called James Cameron and said he'd be mad not to cast her. Right. Oh, and uh, and apparently the role of Jack, Matthew McConaughey, was up for that one as well. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Hey, 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 get on this piece of ice. I'm drowning, <laughs> drowning over here. Hey, 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 uh, Lisa Kudrow uh, almost didn't land the role of Phoebe on Friends. She had to fight to play the part and prove herself, but later on, of course, that uh, character became so iconic in the show, and she was nominated for Emmy six times as Phoebe, winning once. And I'm sure there was a ton of lesser-known celebrities at the time who probably auditioned for Friends. Mm -hmm. Ryan Reynolds, this is crazy. Ryan Reynolds, they didn't want him in Deadpool. Wow. Like, like who else right. who could have played that part any better? He fought for 11 years to get Deadpool made. And so he, he was even, like, working on it, and I guess the people who finally said, yeah, we'll do it, said, but we don't want you. I mean, that, that's pretty damn cold. <laughs> Guy works on something for 11 years, then they go, yeah, we'll do it, just not with you. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.